Basketball Pod. I'm your host, Morgan Gust. So happy you're here. I'm happy to be back. I know we took a little week off last week, um, and I did announce this on my Instagram stories, but the plan for now is to go to bi-weekly episodes, which I'm really sad about on one hand because you know I love catching up with you. You know I love talking to you every week, but I also am trying to be realistic, and I'm a one-man band over here. I run a whole full-time business. This is just a side thing. I don't make any money from it. I do it solely for fun. And I would rather be consistent and have more, you know, quality over quantity rather than just pumping out episodes every week just because I say I'm a weekly podcast. Um, And I feel like I am just, I feel way more like creative and inspired and excited to record this week after having a week off and rather than like trying to push myself every single week to get something out even if it's not that good and I'm not that you know passionate about it um so I want to put quality content out there so we're going to buy weekly for now maybe that will change I honestly don't know I truly just appreciate your support no matter what I do because you guys are the best supporters and I love you so much and before we get into today's episode which is how to successfully work from home Okay, how to be a productive queen working from home, maybe a king, whoever you are listening. I actually have a lot to say. I have so many notes and a lot to share about this because I realized that my roommate was like, why why don't you do an episode on working from home? And I'm like, oh, my God, you're probably really right. So very excited to talk about that. But before we get into that, you know the drill. We have life updates. I went to Iowa, saw my family. So I've, I've had two family weekends since I talked to you guys last. That is a lot of family time for me, but it was very fun. Got to catch up with my siblings and, you know, see my family, all that good stuff. Went to my nephew's confirmation. Then got to go to my other nephew's birthday party and then my other nephew's baptism. So there was just a lot happening, um, but definitely really grateful to have the two weekends off. I feel like this is the first time in like two or three years that I've had like weekends off in May which is really crazy to me um and so I am milking it I am really just utilizing that which is like a whole other conversation that I probably am going to do a whole episode on coming up because yeah I've just had a lot of thoughts about my job recently and I feel like I've shared some of them with you guys but essentially I just I I don't think that your passion needs to be your job and I don't think that your job needs to be your passion if that makes sense like I am realizing that my dream I have a dream life I don't necessarily have a dream job I've never had a dream job my dream job is whatever job gets me to my dream life and right now my job is getting me to my dream life so I like it Um, but I don't think that you need to be like head over heels in love with obsessed with your job because at the end of the day it still is a job and you need separation between that and your life but that is a whole other topic and conversation for another day because if I get into that right now we will be here for literal ages and I know last episode I said oh this is gonna be a short one and then my editor was like I love how you said it was gonna be a short episode and then it was a full hour and I'm like you know I am who I am and I cannot change. I can change. I choose not to. So accept me for who I am or see the door. I don't know why I got so aggressive there, but seriously. Um, anyway, I also have had two really great therapy sessions the last two weeks and I feel like we just, 
we came very full circle on a few of the things that I like went into therapy. I didn't even like go into therapy wanting to talk about these things. Like she just dug it out in the first week and then we dug into it. Um, and so I just feel like it's, it's springtime. It's more getting into summertime. It's getting nice out. I am just, I'm coming out of my funk. I'm coming out of my winter depression, even though I didn't even realize it's just seasonal depression, man. It gets you no matter what. And you don't really realize it's getting you until it's gotcha. <laughs> You're out of it, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. Just the last few therapy sessions, I'm talking about my job, talking about my life. She asked me what my rich life looks like. And God, maybe I'll do a whole episode on that too. But for me, my rich life honestly looks a lot like where I'm at right now. And that's kind of like the little crisis I'm having because I'm like, holy shit, all these things I've been working towards, either like personal goals, business goals, I'm hitting a a lot of them. Like I'm getting a lot of stuff I wanted. And it's been a few years of working towards that. And I feel like I'm there. And I was telling you that I'm like, I feel like I have what I've been looking for and what I've been striving for. And if I reach all that at 22, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I can't peak at 22. And she's like, you're not peaking. But I'm like, I feel like I'm peaking at 22. But I still obviously have so many goals and other things I'm like working towards, which I was like journaling about this morning, just like dreams and goals that I have, whether they're like super long term or not. I just feel like a lot of my goals right now are long term. They're like it someday I want to have a coffee shop. I want to have a secondhand store. I want to be full time podcaster. I want to have a merch line. I want to have this. I want to do that. Like all these business goals I have are pretty long term. Like they're not something I'm going to do tomorrow, um, but I'll make little little bits every day to like work towards that, obviously. But this, it's just nothing that's going to happen right away and I feel like everything that I wanted to happen right away is kind of happening right now like I wanted a new car so that I could tow my camper I wanted the camper here I wanted to have time to myself I wanted weekends off I wanted to slow down and work I wanted to slow down in life I wanted to like be more present which is again something else I'm working on in therapy and I wanted all these things I wanted a home that I feel safe and comfortable in I wanted roommates that aren't fucking awful which these ones are not and I love them so much and I just like I have a lot of stuff I've been working towards and even goal like business goals I've hit of like I've are my estimated income for last this year is already surpassing what last year's was I don't have a heavy workload this year so far I've had a lot of time off I've had time to focus on myself I've had time to find my own hobbies, things that I genuinely enjoy. I found music that I enjoy. I've put money into things. I've outsourced things in my business. I have a Pinterest and blogging manager now who I pay a chunk of change to, you know, run things in my business that I can't run and I don't want to. And I have people helping me. I have an I have accountant. I have a, a bookkeeper. I'm like doing so many things that I've been dreaming about doing or like wanting to do and so now I'm like where do I where the fuck do I go from here what do I what do I do now I didn't even mean to get into this conversation but I just I once I get talking about it I like will go down this rabbit hole because I'm like now I don't know where to go and I'm like I think that I'm just content and she was like okay my therapist was like okay and I'm like so now what and she was like, be content. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Like, I'm so used to always wanting more, always either looking into the future or looking into the past. 
reminiscing on something or like looking towards something. I'm never like living in the moment. And I'm like, so now I'm just existing and being happy with where I'm at and just doing what's in front of me. Like, I'm not worried about what's coming next. I'm literally just kind of chilling. And I'm like, I'm obviously planning for things that need to be planned for, but I'm not like stressing about like, like, I don't know. I had this thought where I was like driving home the other day and just like from the coffee shop. And I'm like, I don't have an issue with where I live. I've always had an issue with where I live. I didn't like living at home. I didn't like living in Alma. I didn't like living in Ludington for specific reasons. Obviously, there was something about each of those places that I did, did like. But overall, that never had everything I wanted. And while Grand Rapids doesn't have everything I want long term, it has everything I want right now. Like, I have coffee shops around me. I have a porch. I have a house. I have a yard. I have, I'm in a good neighborhood. I have friends around me. Everything I need is within a, at least 20 minutes or less. Like, I don't have any complaints about my life as a whole right now. Like, I have a good life. And so now I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> like, how do you just be content with that but still have goals? Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out is, like, how do I keep keep goals in mind and keep working towards those things but also, like, not letting them control like overrun my life and um interrupt the content peacefulness that I'm feeling right now so yeah basically I just don't know how to be content and happy and I'm trying to figure that out and how to be more present so if you struggle with that uh stay on this journey with me because I honestly don't know what I'm doing I'm trying to figure it out and my therapist is like why can't you just be happy and I'm like because I'm assuming waiting for the other shoe to drop I'm waiting for something to go wrong I'm waiting for something to like blow up in my face and she's like what if it's not going to i'm like well, what if it does you know what if what if what if i don't know so yeah that's where i'm at right now mentally i'm actually happy i think <laughs> oh which is weird 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 anyway i also so i got my camper i have my camper back of the house and i just had somebody dm me that they were like i hope you talk about camper renovations on the podcast because i would listen i'm like oh, we'll talk about it don't you worry so i got my camper um, little backstory on the camper. I actually just posted a reel about this. So if you don't go like it, you are a fake fan. It's on my personal account and my business account. So you have no excuse not to. Um, but basically, this camper used to be my dad's parents' camper. And so my late grandparents, I never met them. Um, they died when my dad was like young. and um, But he has like six older siblings. He's the youngest. And so my grandparents traveled out west in this camper with my aunts and uncles I think they had like three kids in there maybe four or something I think they had three then they got pregnant with twins and then they came home and had them and then had my dad so six yeah so I think they had three kids in the camper um and they traveled with it. it is a little tiny 12 foot 1966 aristocrat vintage camper so she is tiny okay and I think it's perfect for one person <laughs> it would not be perfect for a family but that's what my grandparents did and so it originally was like very like it was all very 60s like beige baby pink like everything was just like you know <laughs> those colors which is funny because it's kind of coming back around and like more in style again but um it was all just like really old and kind of gross and so a couple years ago probably like five years ago or something my sister was using it with her family and so she repainted the whole inside gray and white and then painted like a teal stripe on the outside and she was looking pretty cute but obviously gray is not my vibe gray is genuinely my least favorite color I hate the color gray and so 
I brought the camper from my parents' house in fall of 2021 when I was living in Ludington with my ex. And so I brought it to his mom's house and we spent a couple months like working on things in it. And we only got to camp with it once and then we ended up breaking up over the <laughs> winter or whatever. And so then we never even used it again. But lucky for me, he was good at fixing things. And so <laughs> I got to utilize his skills and put them to use even though we broke up and now I get to use the like, things that he fixed so when we had it in fall of 2021 we repainted all the walls to be sage green and then re- like there were we left like the drawer fronts and stuff white the ceilings white we painted the um closet to be white the thing was my dad just didn't want me to like lose the integrity of the camper he wanted to keep a lot of things like very the same which I agree with and now I agree with more but I also still am like once things have changed the integrity like uh, once we change Chelsea changed things like things have already been changed so I'm like I'm not too worried about like painting things or things like changing hardware and stuff I'm like we're keeping all the old hardware we keep kept all the old light fixtures but I'm also like I'm gonna make it livable I'm gonna make it cute I'm gonna make it so we're on a B but I'm also not gonna change the integrity of it if that makes sense so my ex and I we had repainted done all that we changed the light fixtures. He put down a new floor, which we just put the new floor over top of the old floor. So the old floor is still there. It's still good. It's just underneath of it. We just like a snap and lock or whatever flooring. And um, just did like a lot of like cosmetic basic things like that. But all the trim, the thing was, I don't like the color gray. And all the trim and stuff in there is like silver, aluminum. And that like there's a lot of aluminum in there. And we couldn't change that. And then um, when we were looking at new flooring and my sister had like done a lot of stuff gray. So like, and she had like the, the seat covers she put on there were gray and, I was just, and all the curtains were gray. And I was like, it's too much gray for me. I feel, it feels so bland. It feels so gross in here. I do not like it. And so when we were getting new flooring, I originally wanted like a warm wood and or a warm wood or like um, a like white marble was my like original plan, which obviously now I'm really glad I didn't do white floor is stupid but <laughs> I just wanted something to be brighter I wanted it to be brighter and light and like homey and so when we were looking at flooring I remember I was like leaning towards that and he was leaning towards this gray and the gray was on sale and I was like you know I hate gray he's like yeah I know but it'll be a good floor like basically convince me to do gray so we ended up doing gray Ugh, I hate the gray I hate the gray floor it's so stale it's so cool toned like everything right now in there is really cool toned the sage green is cool toned Everything in there is so cool and I do not like a cool toned anything. I want everything to be warm toned. So basically trying to like work some warm colors back in there. I don't want to replace the floor because we just did that. I feel like that's a waste of money. Maybe I'll do it like next year or something or maybe I'll do it later in the year if I like really feel inclined to. But I feel like I can warm up the space in a lot of other ways without having to do the floor. And the thing is the floor wouldn't be that hard, but I don't want to do it. And I have to like cut a bunch of stuff. That seems like a man's job. Just kidding. No, I'm actually side note really really trying to do a lot of more things on my own and assume like stop assuming that it's a man's job like I've been grilling I'm like why did I think grilling was a man's thing like there's so many things that I'm like I either had my dad to do or as soon as I graduated college I had my ex and so I went from like relying on my dad for all the manly things to relying on my ex for all the manly things and I'm like you know what I'm gonna be my own man I'm gonna do my own shit and I need to stop asking everybody else to do things for me so back to being an independent queen um anyway so that's where I'm at right now is I am trying I've been posting on my Instagram stories so if you don't follow me go follow me Morgan Gust underscore 
so that you can vote on all these things. And I'm also trying to post about it on TikTok too. But just trying to make decisions that feel right with me now that I feel like I have a better idea of my style and like what I like. Um, but also not trying to spend a fuck ton of money on this because I just don't really want to. So right now I am replacing the curtains and we're doing a white linen. I had originally bought one fabric and I hated it once I got it in there. And so I took it back, bought a white linen, a little bit more expensive, but honestly had my Joanne fabric like coupon code. So it was fine. We're putting up the white linen then as the curtains and then the walls are staying green for now. I don't want to get new white paint. I still have the green paint, so I need to touch up some stuff. And I think I'm going to repaint the front of all the drawer fronts to be green to match. Ideally, the only thing I want to be sage green is just all the cabinetry. And then the walls I want to be white. But I don't feel like repainting all that right now. So right now I'm just going to leave it. Eventually I'll probably repaint the walls white um, depending how it looks or what I think. But there was this green velvety like dark green velvety fabric that I found that would be really really cute for the seats but I feel like it's too much green and so I've decided I'm going to do like this light brown warm toned like faux leather that's what we have like for our couch in the living room right now and honestly like it's definitely gonna be the easiest to keep clean especially in a camper it's not the most comfy comfy because it's like a faux leather so kind of like sticks to your legs but I'm like you know what I feel like it's gonna be the best choice just to be able to like keep it clean and it's going to warm up the space a lot. So that's my current plan is I'm going to have to go buy that, then reupholster the seats, and then we're going to leave the floor. Then I'm going to get some like probably like warm rust orange, like some sort of warm colored bedding. And then that's like the main things that need to be done, honestly. Like there's really not that much. A lot of people were like, oh my God, are you changing this? this, this. I'm like, guys, I no, I'm not trying to like... It's not a full remodel. It's literally just like updating some things to make it more me and to make it more my own space. Because as much as I'm thankful my ex helped me with a lot of it, a lot of it does remind me of things that he did. So I'm just trying to like change some of the choices so that it feels like my choice and not like our choices, you know, because I don't want it to be. It's it's not his. It's not, not nothing about this. It's my camper. It's my family's camper. And so I want it to be my thing. Um, so I just need to like make some changes that way but i'll keep you guys updated and you can stay updated on my instagram or my tiktok um and follow along because yeah i'm just loving this little renovation era i'm in because i like i love doing like diy projects and i always have but i never had the time and like even when my ex and i were doing it i kept leaving for work and so he would have to do it and so like he did most of the stuff in there which thank god <laughs> i don't have to do it but now i want to be the one that does it okay so that's where i'm at and yeah stay stay updated on my instagram or tiktok all right i feel like that's the majority of my life updates the only other thing is that i'm trying to get into like some ugc creation which is basically user generated content so just trying trying to find another income stream i feel like i have been i make good money but i've been spending money like i'm rich and i'm like i'm living outside my means i need to reel it back in but i'm also like while i'm reeling it back in i need to find a way to make more money because it's easier to make more money than to spend less. That's not what I mean. What I mean is that you're forever going to be saving if you like want to do the, like I just I want to travel more and I've been spending I have been traveling more and I've been spending a lot of money on traveling more. And so I just need to, you know, throw another income stream in there. Millionaires always have at least like seven in income streams or something like that. So, you know, I'm just trying to be a millionaire. But that's all for life updates. Let's get into this episode. So, like I said, today's episode is on how to be a successful, productive, working king and queen from home. Obviously, my job is 
I am self-employed. So things might be a little bit different if you're working a corporate job, which I kind of try to tailor all of these tips to both. Um, but my experience is that I work from home, but I'm self-employed. And so I'm my own boss, um, which makes things a little bit harder sometimes or a little bit different depending. Um, but yeah, just kind of keep that in mind. Basically, I've been working from home since 2020, um, but running my business since, I mean, 2018, 2019-ish, and that's always been from home, essentially. Obviously, I go shoot weddings, go shoot sessions, but 90, I mean, I would say 80% of my work, 85% of my work is literally from home. Like, I'm I'm always working on my computer. A lot of it's computer work, um, and a small, small fraction of it is actually out shooting. And let me tell you, I did not used to be so productive. I still, I'm not saying that I'm the most productive person on this planet, but I definitely have much more productive days recently. And since implementing a lot of the things I'm going to talk about, I just really used to struggle getting things done. That's also probably the undiagnosed ADHD in me, but I really do just struggle with working from home. I'm definitely, I love, I love being my own boss, but it comes with its disadvantages. Um. So yeah, I really used to struggle working from the home, getting things done, even up until probably last year. But I feel like things really started to change when I lived in Ludington. And then now since I've been in Grand Rapids, it's gotten like 10 times better. So in Ludington, I definitely got a better schedule going, especially with the coffee shop so close. I could go work from there a lot. But I still had a really, really small space. And for like, I mean, what, four or five months, I was sharing that with a partner. When I tell you our apartment was small, guys, it was so fucking small. It was like 400 square feet. It was so tiny. The living room was also our dining room was also my office was also had our um, main closet in it. Our bedroom literally only fit a bed. And then we had a tiny little bathroom like I'm imagining. And I forgot how fucking small that place was. It was cute. She did. She got the job done. But with two people in there, it was so hard. And we lived there over the winter, you know, when my busy or or my slow season is going on. So I had minimal work to do but I had a lot of like admin back end work to catch up on and it's just so hard to be productive when your space is so small and you work from home because you're just constantly distracted so anyway Ludington I started to get a better schedule going because I I was like this is so bad I'm so unproductive I feel like shit like I need to get something going I was also depressed but that was a whole other thing um and so started to get a little bit more of a schedule when I was living in Ludington and then Ultimately, having my own space and then separation of space has been the biggest help. So now that I live in Grand Rapids, I have a house. We have a big living room, big kitchen, dining room. I have my own room. Now my desk is upstairs. It's separated. I work so much better. I just remember even moving here last fall. The switch from how much I got done in Ludington to how much I get done here was huge. I think I talked about it on, on a few episodes of the podcast. But yeah, it's it really changed because I had so many different places to work at in Ludington. I had my like I worked from the couch 99% of the time because my desk was also like my storage for all of my work stuff. So like I could barely work there. I also am just like really bad at working at a desk, honestly. Um, and especially if it's in my own space, cause I would always, always get distracted and all that stuff. But yeah, I would literally work from the coffee shop or the couch. And now that I have this house, like I can work from, the chair, the other chair, the couch, the kitchen table, my desk, my room. Like I have so many options, the patio, a coffee shop, so many more options than I used to have in Ludington and Ludington was one coffee shop. So I still got, would get so used to that coffee shop. It was so great, but then I would just get so comfortable there and I just, I need to keep things up, keep things changing, keep it different, um, keep my environment changing to stay productive. So I'm not constantly just like in the same stagnant space. 
Um, but yeah, I really thought that working from home would be this huge bonus. Um, I thought it'd be so easy. I could sleep in when I wanted to. I'd have no one to answer to. It'd be perfect. It'd be awesome. Just like I thought being a business owner would be so great. Even like I didn't realize I was being a business owner. I was like, oh, I just want to take pictures. And then it turned into being a business owner. And then that turned into working from home. This is like the snowball effect of things that I didn't realize would happen just because 18 year old me was like, oh, let's, let's take pictures. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, but I realize now I was very wrong about that. Um, even if you're a carefree person and kind of like, I wouldn't say I'm the most carefree, I got my anxiety, but you know what I'm saying? Like, even if you're kind of a bit all over the place, like me, you still need structure when it comes to work. Otherwise you literally will not get anything done. And when I first started, I was like, I love being my own boss. I love being able to like do what I want. And then I'm like, okay, but you're doing nothing. You're getting nothing done. And then it became like, oh my God, I have no idea how to get anything done. I have no idea how to ever be productive. Like it has been a roller coaster ride, let me tell you. And I feel like I'm finally in a place where I figured out a good idea of how to be productive working from home. And I am going to share that with you guys. So this is from a Forbes article about working from home. And I'm just going to like read this snippet of it. Working from home provides you with great opportunities to connect with some of your core values like family and community while still providing quality service to your company, says Sean Mason Spence, an entrepreneur mentor, radio host and author of the Work From Home Bible. It requires discipline, focus and commitment, but the flexibility to define that yourself. You can create a work culture at home that represents you, not just the culture of your organization. Three of the biggest benefits of working from home are its flexibility, financial savings and health advantages, Hannah says. Many parents enjoy working from home because it allows them to schedule their day around their family, which allows them for better work-life balance and for more quality time with their loved ones. Plus, there are added bonuses of saving money on things like transportation, dry cleaning costs, lunches eaten out, and childcare costs. So, little, little, just like snippet of what working from home can be like, um, but obviously those advantages don't really come unless you have figured out how to be more successful and more productive working from home. Otherwise, it's just going to bite you in the ass like it did for me for literal years. Um, so with all that being said, I want to dive into sharing what everything I used to do, everything I do now, what I change and why, and kind of just how to make the most out of working from home. So I've mentioned slightly about what I used to do, but basically I would just sleep in. I would scroll my phone for a while in bed, eventually get up, maybe either pull my laptop into bed with me or maybe make it out to the couch to work. Then I'd immediately start working, maybe make breakfast eventually, and then get distracted throughout the day, wouldn't actually get anything done. I wouldn't know what my plan was for the day, so I'd just start working on something, start working on something else, something else. I'd start 16 things. I'd get done with the day. I'd be working till 10 p.m., finally roll into bed, probably work in bed for a little bit, and then be like, oh my god, what the fuck did I even get done? I'm exhausted. Time to go to bed. I work too late now. I'm gonna like sleep in the next day. And it's just a cycle, okay? And... That did not work for me. I have friends now who will stay up if they're like on a kick or they're working, getting a lot done. Like they'll stay up till 1, 2 a.m. and finish things. They're like, oh, I need to catch up. I don't do that. <laughs> I literally don't do that anymore, ever. Like there, is, it is extremely fucking rare for me to stay up later than midnight. Like I, I consistently go to bed at about 11.30 right now. I'm trying to work my, I get up at like 7, 7.30, but I'm trying to work my, like bedtime um earlier a little bit but my point is I don't stay up late just to get work done and I just don't think that you need to I I haven't even in like my last year of college I I went to bed early I got up early I do not like sleeping in it gives me anxiety I don't like staying up late 
working, it isn't beneficial to me. And I think that if you're a night owl, I think that that can be changed. I think that you can become more of a morning person because I'm still working on being the most of a morning person. Like I usually get to work. If I, if I start my morning with work, I'll usually get to work by like nine, nine thirty. Like today I got to work by nine thirty, but I'm not going to work like at seven or eight because I don't think I'm the most productive then, but I also go to bed later. So I just think that you can be whatever person you want to be. So if you want to be a morning person, you can become that. But also if you are a night owl, I'm not saying to not stay up late, but the boundary for me is that we're, we're going to get into setting all those boundaries. But a boundary for me is that I just don't like to stay up late. I don't like to stay up late working and that's what works for me. And clearly you can do what works for you. But my point is I was not my most productive when I would end up staying up late, working on stuff and then getting up early. Like it was a rare time when staying up late was actually working for me. So now I'm going to dig into what I actually do now. Obviously I'm self-employed, so I'm the only structure that I have. If you're working corporate from home, like I said, you probably have a boss you're answering to. So kind of just take these tips with a grain of salt, apply them to however you can um, depending on your job and your workload and all that stuff. I have 14 like main tips, main thoughts um, that I'm breaking down and just kind of like how you can apply these. So enough chitter chatter. It's really what halfway through the episode. We can actually get into these tips. Um, so number one, I have talked about my night routine a million times. And here's the thing. I'm going to keep talking about it because look at this. It applies to so many areas of your life and it genuinely matters. So I'm going to keep talking about it. So the night your night routine means something okay it is important planning out your night you're planning out the next day the night before is so beneficial especially when you're working from home so like I said I've talked about this a million times but it has a huge effects effect on how your next day goes when I'm working from home I have to be extra aware of my to-do list because I'm like I'm I'm self-employed I'm the only person that's going to be on my ass to get that shit done if you're corporate, might be different, but I'm going to stop referencing that. You can use this as you, you can, you can apply this how you need to. I'm just going to keep referencing this how I do it because I'm self-employed and I'm my only boss. So I'm the only person that's on my ass to get this shit done. So typically I will, the night before when I'm journaling, I usually journal for like five minutes the night before or at night, just in general as my night routine. Um, and I like to write out my whole next day when I'm in bed. So for me, that means like, to the hour like I'll literally write 7 30 wake up 7 40 10 minute walk 7 50 journal and water like drink a glass of water uh, 8 15 make breakfast 9 get dressed do the dishes whatever 9 30 get to work that's like you, that's my morning routine and then from there then I'll be like okay 9 30 head to the coffee shop what am I doing at the coffee shop I'll just make quick notes I also have my notion page um so I have, I have Notion. If you don't have Notion, I 10 out of 10 recommend you get it. I'll link it in the show notes. But essentially, it's a free app. Um, yeah, I don't even think you have to pay for it. You, there is an app on your phone or you can have it on your computer. This is where I write all my episode outlines for the podcast. I have a million different sections. I have so much shit on my Notion to organize my life. Um, and so I have my daily to-do list on Notion. I also have a giant dump list on Notion of things that all need to be done this week. And then a dump list of things that need to be done in the next few months or however many weeks. Like just things that need to get done eventually. And then I break, I take the dump list at the beginning of the week and I break that down into daily things. Um, And doing all of that, it's the prep work that's going to make you successful. You have to prepare. You have to be organized. Whether that organization is over the top or just bare minimum, you need something. Um, So writing out my next day in bed is so, so, so helpful. It helps me just also just imagine the day so that when I wake up, there's no question about what I'm doing. I'm like, fuck, like, should I work? 
Should I go to the coffee shop? Should I stay at home? I'm like, no, I wake up. These are the things that need to be done. I'm going to I'm gonna journal. I'm going to go for my walk. I'm going to make breakfast. I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to clean up. And then I'm going to go to the coffee shop. And I'm going to get these things done. I'm going to come home. I'm going to make lunch. And then I'm going to sit back down, work some more, go do whatever, like whatever. Okay? Writing down the things that need to be done will help you get them done because then you know there's no question. You can just wake up and do the stuff. It's the same thing with like when you want a workout in your schedule, write it in your schedule. At 5 o'clock, you're going to work out. At 8 a.m., you're going to work out. At 9 o'clock, you're going for a walk. I don't care what it is. Just write it down. Put it in your schedule so that there is no question. You're not questioning what you're going to do. People that go to the gym every day aren't waking up. Should I go to the gym? No, it just is their life. That is part of their routine, and they just do it. And so a lot of these things is like to be successful working from home, you're not asking yourself, should I do this? Like you're just doing it because you know in the long run it's good for you and it's going to help you throughout the day. But obviously we have our bad days, okay? I totally get that. I have the days where I don't want to fucking do anything. I'm depressed. I'm tired. I'm anxious, whatever. I get it. You have your off days. But for the general majority, these are the things that you need to do. So like I said, night routine, plan out your day the night before. Next one, do not work from bed. I literally wrote, seriously, do not like ever. For me, 99.9% of the time, it is never beneficial. According to the Cleveland Clinic, working from your bed could disrupt your sleep schedule and actually make you less productive. Not to mention it can wreak havoc on your posture, causing you annoying headaches and pains or aches and pains that could be avoided from proper workplace setup. Like when you are constantly working from your bed, your brain cannot, does not know the difference between like bed being for sleep or bed being for work. So you get into bed to lay in work then you're when you get into bed to sleep then your body's like i don't understand what i should do here is this for work or is this for sleep should i be prepared to be using my brain or should i be prepared prepared to shut my brain off again i'm not saying i'm perfect at this but for the majority of the time working for bed is not beneficial and there's literally studies on it like i I, it really is not beneficial your body just doesn't know the difference between sleep and work um but i have a friend that i asked about her biggest tips for working from home which i'm going to share all those at the end of the episode but she said work from bed if you feel like it which i thought was funny because i just had typed don't work from bed ever um but like this is a boundary that i have set 99% of the time this does not work for me i do have my occasional days where i just am in my pajamas i'm working from bed it's either i will lay in bed and do absolutely nothing because that's the kind of day i'm having or at least i lay in bed and get some work done so i get it you have those days but i would say if you tell yourself never work from bed then you can have those anomalies of days once in a while, but you're not doing it a lot. Um, working from home genuinely just requires so much patience and grace from yourself. And if you have a day that you need to lay in bed and work, that's fine. Just I set the boundary that 99% of the time I'm not going to do that. Um, but if you do need to, one day out of every month or something, I get it. You have those days. It's fine. Next thing, get dressed for the day. I'm staying in your pajamas is going to make your brain think that you're still in sleep mode. Get up, get dressed, prepare yourself for a real work day. If you're going into work, you would get dressed. You're still going into work. You're just doing it from home. I'm not saying you have to put on fucking jeans and a button up and a real bra. Absolutely not. You can put on leggings and a cute sweatshirt and put your hair in a cute little braid and wear your glasses instead of your contacts. Do whatever. As long as you're putting on clothes that are not your pajamas, you're going, you're taking a step in the right direction. You just don't want to be working from bed in your pajamas or something that's just not it's not beneficial treat your day like a normal work day like i said you're getting dressed have a set time you want to wake up and then stick to that you have the days where you're going to sleep in a little bit sure but have your set time i've been waking up at 7 30 
seven o'clock if I get to bed earlier, but usually seven thirty for the last couple weeks. Even in the su- in the winter, I was working up, waking up at like eight. I really, when I sleep in, I just feel so much worse. I'm less productive. I, it, not even like, I don't think you need to live to be productive, but if you have work that needs to get done, like you have clients you need to answer, you have things that you got to get it done. People are only understanding to a point, like you still have to do your job. You have to get work done. That's part of life. I'm not trying to be a downer here, but like you got to get shit done sometimes. Even if it's personal errands, you need to get done. Like you got to live your life. Um, and so you need to treat your days like a normal work day. You have things that have to get done. So have your time. You want to wake up and then get up. Just get up. Literally just set your alarm and then get out of bed. And if you end up treating every day like, oh, I work from home. It's fine. I'm just going to sleep in. That becomes your re- routine. And then that becomes your life. I've talked about this before, but like the way that you react to moments, the little moments end up becoming your entire life. So if you're constantly a person who hits snooze and sleeps in every morning and just says, oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Next thing you know, now a year has gone by and you wake up every morning like that. You feel like shit. It makes your day go worse. You're constantly behind. Like getting your work done and being productive with your time is going to ultimately make your quality of life better because you're going to be working for four or five hours instead of 10 every day. I know that since I've gotten more productive and done better with my time, I can like, especially this winter, I was having four hour work days. I wasn't really working for more than four hours, taking care of myself. Again, my workload was lighter over the winter, but I'm like, if I just have a four hours of productivity, I can be done. Clearly this is different when you work a corporate job and they're forcing you to clock eight hours a day, but that's why that's a whole other issue. I just don't think that's necessary, but I'm more productive if I can have a solid like four or five, maybe six hours of just hard work, but taking breaks in between, taking care of myself, all of that stuff. Like you want to treat it like a normal work day. You want to treat your job seriously. But if you take it seriously, then you can, you're, it's going to make your quality of life better because you're just getting things done in a shorter amount of time and then can go live your normal life outside of that and you have a work-life balance. I'm, I keep touching on things that I'm going to get more into later. Um, okay, another thing I want to talk about is time blocking. So this doesn't work for everyone and I definitely don't do it all the time, but it's definitely something to think about. So what is time blocking? According to Wikipedia, time blocking is a productivity technique for personal time management where a period of time, typically a day or a week, is divided into smaller segments or blocks for specific tasks or to-dos. It integrates the function of a calendar with that of a to-do list. So this can look this can look very different for every person and for every job. Maybe you have different days designated to different things. So for photographers like me, that could be Monday is for editing, Tuesday is for email and admin work, Thursday, Wednesday is for content creation, Thursday is your day off, Friday is for personal, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Every day is broken down into different things. Maybe if you're working for someone else, you can't necessarily break things up by full days because you need like to do a couple different things every day. But maybe you can break each day up into a few hour time block. So maybe your Monday is calls, only take calls in the morning, emails in the early afternoon, and then I don't work corporates, I don't know, but like other work in the, af- in the late afternoon. Basically, the point is to give your brain a chunk of time to work on one thing and one thing only. This will help prevent distraction. It will keep you on task. You're not going to be thinking about other things because you're like, these next two hours, I am doing this. That's it. Like, And since I started doing this in a general way, again, I'm not necessarily time blocking perfectly and I'm not doing it super, super strictly, but I have days like this week. My plan was Monday, I needed to do a lot of editing. So Monday, I got a lot of editing done. I caught up on a lot of that. Was it necessarily only editing? Did I only do editing this week? No, because I ended up not getting all of it done. 
Monday was in my head kind of like an editing day. Like I just really wanted to focus on editing. And then Tuesday, what did I do Tuesday? Let me look at my to-do list. Oh, Tuesday is my therapy day, which is typically my like self-care errands kind of day. And so I like to keep that to Tuesdays. Um, I like to like to have that be my day. So Tuesday morning was literally all errand running. Normally I have therapy in the morning, but I had it in the late afternoon. So Tuesday morning was all errand running, came home, made breakfast, ran more errands, and then went to therapy. And then in the evening, I think I... I think I ended up sending a few emails and just like did a few little work things, but like nothing crazy. And then Wednesday, which was yesterday, um, I ended up doing, oh, when Wednesday was a ton of email admin work, catching up on all my inquiries, all my emails, just like emailing, 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 sending texts, sending guides, sending contracts, like catching up on all of that kind of work stuff. And then today was to be I have a session later and so is to be my just like catch up on everything that didn't get done at the beginning of the week like my Monday Tuesday Wednesday if there's anything that didn't get done finish that up outline the podcast record the podcast kind of like a podcasting morning and then um, tomorrow will be my like UGC day I kind of like a day off but like from my full-time job but I want to kind of doing like the hobby the side things I want to do that's what Friday this week is dedicated for long story short I time block in chunks sort of and kind of in days but not like fully so if there's obviously things that are going to come up that you need to do you can do that on a different day but I do think this has helped my productivity so much because I'm just focused on that thing and I'm not stressing my biggest thing is I get really anxious about the things that I'm not doing even when I'm doing something that needs to be done I'm like fuck but I didn't do this but no Monday is for editing I don't care about my emails today I cannot care about my emails today because Monday is for editing. I've been putting off editing. It needs to get done today. So that's my main focus and that's what we're going to do. And during this week, I'm like, dang, I like really feel like I need to work on some UGC stuff so I can get this up and going. No, Friday is UGC day. Friday is the day that you're going to work on that content. You're going to work on your portfolio. You're going to work on doing research for that. But that is for Friday. So we're not worrying about that Monday through Thursday because that's a Friday thing. And this has helped me so much to just create space and to just give myself structure without feeling like I'm tied down. I can still change things up. If I want to run an errand on Tuesday or on Monday, even though Tuesday's errand days, I still can. I think I went to Joanne Fabrics on Monday. It's fine. But when you create that structure that's there, you can still make the adjustments. Just when I write out my day the night before, I have that structure, but I can also make adjustments. If I don't eat lunch until 1230 when I said it was going to be at 12, that's fine. If I decide to do something, it's, it's fine. It's just to have the idea of the structure so that you can go to it when you feel like lost. It's just I have something there that if you're like, fuck, I don't know what to do. Oh, I already have it written out. I can do that. But if I want to change it, I can. So definitely try time blocking if you haven't yet. Um, you don't have to do it super strictly. But just even if you do it in a small way, I think that is very, very beneficial. Um, this kind of leads me into ne- my next point about setting boundaries. So with the time blocking, like you're doing this, like this, this day is for this thing. This chunk of time is for this thing. And when you're working from home, you have got to be okay with setting boundaries and work times. So not only with yourself, but for your family, your coworkers, the people around you, people in your house, anybody. Okay. You have to set these boundaries, especially the ones with yourself. Like I said, my boundary is that I don't work from bed from other people. For other people, maybe it can work sometimes. 
but my 99.9% boundary there is that I do not work from bed. A work boundary I have is that I only shoot sessions on weekdays. I do not shoot sessions on the weekend. Again, you have an anomaly here and there. If you have a client, if you have like I have a Sunday session in a, I think like a month because they're in town. I have that weekend off. Like it, it's fine. It works out. But 99.9% of the time, I only shoot my sessions on weekdays. Um, but I don't shoot my sessions on Tuesdays because that's my therapy slash self-care slash errand personal slash off kind of day. So now that I found that that works for my schedule, that Tuesdays are that day, I stop shooting um, sessions on Tuesdays and I plan not to. If I need to, I will. I think I had one in February where I did, but otherwise I don't because that's my day now. Like that's the way that I've created my schedule. And isn't that the point of being able, I mean, I work for myself working from home. Like you get to you get to make those adjustments, just like I was talking about in the beginning, that article from Forbes, like the biggest benefits are the flexibility, like the flexibility of working from home can be so advantageous. You just have to make it work for you. And that might mean setting up boundaries that might be a little bit uncomfortable, maybe with yourself or with other people, but they need to be set. Um, maybe you ask that your roommate or your partner, anyone you live with doesn't come into your office or your work zone during set hours because you know that will distract you or you know that it will make you feel anxious or whatever like they can't they maybe you don't let them interrupt your um your zen mode your space whatever the more you plan for yourself the better which is really funny to me because you guys know I do not like to plan when it comes to trips or things like that I'm not a big planner but I've learned that I need to find that side of myself in order to be a better business owner and to live a better, more fulfilled life. Because if I plan ahead a little bit and get these things done, then I can go off and live the rest of my, have the rest of my day. I have been really focusing on myself. You guys know this. And in order to do that, I have to have some sort of organization, some sort of plan when I'm working from home so that I can get this shit done. So that if I, if like, if I have a, let's say I have a golf tea time at three o'clock, I have this to-do list that needs to be done by three o'clock. And if I don't get the to-do list done, maybe I'll still go golfing but maybe I can't like or maybe then that night I have to stay up a little bit later because I didn't get those things done but I also am not going to sacrifice my sleep just to get things done if that makes sense it's it's a, it's a catch-22 I know I know but seriously you just you got to plan a little bit you got to be you got to find some organization in your life um turn on do not disturb on your phone if you have an iphone turn on do not disturb it is a lifesaver I saber wow I'm talking way too fast and I know I do but hopefully you guys like it uh always have do not disturb on i have it on it obviously okay obviously if you work corporate or something i don't know maybe you have to have your phone on i'm saying that i have my do not disturb on because then it allows me to still look at my phone when i need to but it's whenever it was buzzing it would be like stuff that didn't even fucking matter i have most notifications turned off like i haven't had instagram or tiktok notifications on since like 2020 or something but I don't like when my phone buzzes. I don't like when it goes off. So I just have do not disturb on all the time. And I sometimes miss things that I need to answer, but that is okay. Um, yeah, it just keeps me from looking at my phone all the time. I still look at it because I'm chronically addicted and chronically on my phone, but it does help a little bit. And if you don't have as much of a phone addiction as I do, then maybe it will help you more. The other thing, take breaks, Okay. I can promise you that taking a five minute break to stand up and stretch, get a drink of water, take a lap around the house, that is not going to cut into your work time. That is not going to affect you. If anything, it's literally going to help you. It's going to make you more productive. 
According to the well-being thesis, researchers found that taking a break can be very beneficial for you and your work. Micro breaks, lunchtime breaks, and longer breaks have all been shown to have a positive relationship with well-being and productivity. By taking regular breaks, you can literally boost your performance. Breaks are essential to prevent burnout. You need to take breaks. If you are sitting there working all fucking day and not taking a singular break, not getting up to get a glass of water or walk around, not only is your body physically going to feel that effect, like sitting is not good for you. You are, your work is going to suffer because it's the same thing as when you have to sit at a desk for eight hours straight in your cubicle and you can't take breaks or you can't get up or you're supposed to be working for eight hours. You could probably get all that stuff done in four hours if you were just productive. Like if you just sat down and get that, got that shit done, you could get down everything that needed to be done that day in less amount of time if you were just productive. And what I'm saying is, I don't know what I'm saying, but <laughs> breaks are truly essential to prevent your burnout. Um, a North Carolina State University study published in March 2021 found that employees, especially fatigued ones, benefit from quote unquote micro breaks. Occasional five-minute employee breaks led to increased energy and a greater likelihood of setting and achieving work goals. This can be done at home. This can be done in wor- at work, whether you're in the office. Get up. Take a break. Reset a little bit. I like to throw a walk in in the middle of the day. That's why I start my morning with just a quick 10-minute walk. I need to honestly throw more of those into the day. And I know what – I I know. I know there's probably some of you listening to this. You're like, but but I I need to get work done. I get it. I've literally been there. I've had the days where I work 10, 12 hours and I don't get up because I'm like, I have to get this done. I have to get this done. I am like, I need it. I need to get it done. I literally would have gotten more done if I got up and moved. I specifically remember there's this day in like October. Normally it takes me like, if I'm committed to the wedding, it'll take me like four, three, four days to edit it. Um, I had this wedding one day in like October. I was like, oh my God, I need to get this editing done. But I'm like, I need to start taking care of my body. This is when I first started like, I need to work out. I need to get back into this stuff, whatever. And I remember I went in the morning and I worked out. No, I, yeah, I went in the morning. I worked out. I came home, sat down, edited for like three hours. I was watching TV, got half the wedding done. I think I went to yoga or I made lunch or something, came back, edited the rest of the wedding, went to yoga, still was in bed by like 10. Literally like my most productive day, my most editing I've ever gotten done in a day. And I worked out twice. I'm like, okay and I say that I don't have time to do a quick 30 minute walk or 30 minute workout or something you do have time it will benefit you it's not going to come to your work day it's literally going to only be beneficial and only going to help you so take your fucking breaks going off of that you need to create and devote time to yourself like I said going to work out move your body take breaks make time with friends you have to do those things otherwise you're going to go fucking insane Working from home makes it so fucking easy to completely forget about your separation from work and personal life because your work has fully invaded your personal life in your home. Your work is in your home. Work didn't used to be in your home. Work used to be at work. Home used to be at home. You come home from work and you shut things off. When you're working from home, your mind is constantly going. You're constantly having an excuse for why you should work more. Next thing you know, it's eight o'clock. You're still working and your job stopped paying you at five. Why the fuck are you still on your computer? Get off your computer. Stop working. I don't care if you're at home. Shut the computer and set those fucking boundaries. Set the boundaries for yourself so that you're not working yourself into the fucking ground. Do not forget to shut off and go maintain your social life. You deserve that. You deserve that. For me, this is working out, having my slow morning. 
I make sure that I have time in the morning to take it slow, do my morning routine and make a good breakfast. If those things do not happen, I know that my productivity will be heavily affected. Like I said, I've been so much more productive lately. I'm doing these things for myself. I'm making sure I'm taking breaks. I'm making sure I'm doing things for me. I'm throwing in a couple hobbies throughout the week, letting myself go golfing, letting myself have a personal life, see my friends, go to the coffee shop, do what I need to do to get the work done. But again, I'm having that time for myself. I just mentioned separating your work from your personal life, which is another one of the points that I have. You have to separate your work and personal life. It is so hard. And I get questions. I used to get questions about it. They're like, how do you, I don't fucking know. I'm still trying to figure it out, but I think I'm getting there. I think, I think I'm making strides in this and I'm realizing that I don't, my, like I said in the beginning of the episode, your work does not need to be your passion. You don't need to, your work does not need to be your dream job if it's providing your dream life. My job right now is providing my dream life. I have flexibility. I have freedom. I can travel. I make good money. I live in a good place. I'm living my dream life right now. I'm living a rich life and that's because I've started to separate my work and my personal life. I've always loved my life. I've always lived a good life last few years. I've, I've liked it, but I'm realizing how much happier I am now that I have time for myself. I have time for my friends. I have time for my family. I have time to find new hobbies. Photography was a hobby and it became a passion. It became a job. It is a job. As much as I love it, it is still my job. It is, it is what pays the bills. And at some point, you have to shut that off so that you can live your own fucking life. You have to shut that off so that you can be your own person. I'm out here spending all my days, my hours, capturing all these moments for people, telling them it's important to invest in these moments, invest in an experience, invest in me, and spend the time taking photos. I'm like, what? have I created any memories for myself in the last year? Have I documented any of my memories for myself? And now that I'm focusing on that and having my own life, God, I'm so much happier and I'm getting more done. Like, that's the funny part. I feel like I'm getting more shit done than I used to when I was only focused on work. Your brain needs the separation. Your brain needs a break. Your brain needs that. And I don't know why I'm literally crying right now. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what just happened, but I literally started crying while I was saying all that because I think I'm realizing that I've pushed myself so hard to work and like achieve success and be this boss fucking CEO I don't know business woman business owner person and I've thought that like by working all the time that would prove I have a work ethic that would prove that I am successful and I can do big things and I'm realizing that I've never been I've never felt more successful I've never felt better about myself and about my life than I do now where I'm prioritizing me. I'm prioritizing the things that I want to do and I'm not living just to work. I'm literally having a life and my work is look like my work has never been more creative. It's never been more in line with me and my clients. Like I am creating so much amazing work recently and I'm so organized. I have associate shooting weddings underneath me that I have, they're in like July and I'm already prepped for them. I'm prepped for my weddings. Like I don't understand. I, I haven't been able to understand how I'm so productive lately and how I'm so organized. And it's because I'm letting myself be a person again. Like, so <laughs> I did not mean to cry, but seriously, 
if you are a business owner especially you need to have time for yourself you have to create that space because you next thing you're gonna you know you're gonna realize you've missed all of your family's events you've missed all of your nephew's birthdays and their parties and every family get together because you're so worried about being some fucking boss babe that you don't even have a life so take that into consideration excuse me for a minute while i go gather myself now come back and we will finish the rest of this all right i got my shit together <laughs> we're here we're ready we have a few more points to go over we're definitely going over the hour mark but you know what it's fine this is a good episode so i hope you guys hope you guys are enjoying it um Another tip is to change up your scenery. Your environment matters. I know that, like I said, being in Grand Rapids, this environment that I'm in now is helping me be more productive. It's so easy to get distracted when you're at home because you have so many personal tasks. You look at the fridge and you're like, oh, I could could clean out the fridge. I could eat something. I could cook something. The sink is full of dishes. I should do the dishes. Oh, the, the counter's kind of dirty. It needs to be wiped down. Wow, I've never seen that like chunk of stuff on top of the fridge that should go have a home dude do you know how many times this happens to me i reorganize the kitchen all the time because i'm sitting here working and i'm like oh well this might be more efficient and then i go reorganize stuff and i'm like okay morgan no yes i'm glad you got that done but also either you're doing that because you needed a break and you didn't give it to yourself or because you're just distracted um so i've never had a designated office either um, I now have my desk in a separate room upstairs, which does help. It's hard to work up there just because there's not a lot of light and it's like the guest room. It's, I can work up there, um, but it's just not perfectly ideal. But having the separate space has helped immensely instead of having my desk at the end of my bed and like bed is in work and work is in bed and it's just like the whole thing. Um, another thing for changing up your scenery is to go to a coffee shop. This is actually my go to. I You guys know I work at a coffee shop all the time. And typically I'll go for like half the day. So whether I go in the morning and work in the morning or I go in the afternoon and work there in the afternoon, it is nice to do at least half the day at a coffee shop. I feel like that really helps. Um, and then especially if you're like when I was living alone, sometimes the only human interaction I'd have during the week was my baristas. Like if I didn't have a session that week, I would be going to the coffee shop to edit. And I'd be sitting there working or editing, whatever. Only people I'm talking to is my barista. So that alone was a lifesaver. If you're working from home, you're not you don't have a lot of friends around definitely go to a coffee shop also if you have a friend who also works from home in your surrounding area utilize that friend even if they're not in your surrounding area so if you have someone that works from home near you maybe co-work with them invite them over you got clean off your table you can both work from home if you have calls maybe the other person can go in a separate room you can have, have your headphones in whatever it is having another person there is so beneficial just like when you're at work going into work i'm saying this as if i've like ever worked in an office i've never worked in an office i have no idea what it's like to have co-workers never had that but if you are going into and having your coworkers around you, whatever, you're probably more productive because you have like people around. I don't know. I'm, I'm like that. So if you can have someone come to your home, you can go to their home, co-work with them. Having a body there, I just feel like hold you more responsible to your goals. And if they're not near you, FaceTime. Literally my best friend, Lauren, we will sit on the FaceTime call for hours, literally just getting shit done. We're both working from home. We'll sit on FaceTime. It just, then I can't use my phone, number one. And I'd be just, I'd be embarrassed if I'm like constantly getting distracted and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. It's just like having someone there is like holding you responsible to get that shit done. So definitely utilize FaceTime, utilize friends. If you have them around, if you don't have them around either way, like it's definitely, definitely helpful. Um, and then you can share those daily goals with a friend too. So Lauren and I both have a goal of getting into UGC content um, recently 
And so I've, I was like, okay, by the end of this week, we both need to have this done. I'm like, I'm holding you to that. You're holding me to that. Checking in with them at the end of each day, maybe seeing what they got done. If you know, like, hey, I have a super fucking long to-do list. Lauren, this is my to-do list. Check in with me in the day and be like, bitch, did you get this shit done? And then we will go over it, you know? It's just when someone else knows the stuff that you have on your to-do list to get done, you don't want to fail them. And so it's like if Lauren knows all the things that I need to get done and then she's like, hey, did you get these things done? And I'm like, no, I got literally one of them done. That's embarrassing. So if you share your goals with your friend, then they can kind of hold you accountable. And last but not least, this seems like a very obvious one. But if you work from home, sometimes it's not that obvious because you get so distracted by work, but you have to eat. Sometimes I get so into work that I literally hours and hours and hours have gone by and I still haven't eaten lunch or eaten dinner or whatever. But like I said, you need to take those breaks and one of those breaks needs to be eating. Do not be working through your lunch. You're not getting paid to do that. They're they're literally not paying you. Just like when you work till 10 p.m., your, your boss isn't paying you anymore. Stop. Stop working. Take your lunch break. Eat your lunch. It No job is worth sacrificing your health. You got to eat. I think having like healthy snacks on hand for when you may not have the time to cook a full meal or if you know you have like a busy week with a lot of stuff that you need to be really productive, having quick meals already made, maybe you meal prep the night before. I think that's a huge help because then you're not bogged down with another task of like, oh my God, I have to cook, especially if you don't like to cook. I like to cook, so that's not typically a huge task for me. I like making food and I like cooking, so it's fun and it's a, that's like a fun break for me. But if you don't like cooking food, if it brings you more anxiety to have to like make a meal, have things pre-made, make stuff the night before, prep when you can, yada, yada. Um, so like I said, that's my, I think my 14-ish tips. Um, I'd asked a friend who works from home most days and she works for a corporate job. I asked her what her biggest tips are. And a lot of them are the same as mine, um, which I mentioned the one about working from bed, which she said you should, even though I said you should not. Um, but this is just quickly what she said. She said, keep a morning routine, actually get dressed for the day in the morning, find ways to break up your day if you can, like going on a walk or calling a friend, find someone else who works from home that you can co-work with, plan one day a week to go into a coffee shop for a change of scenery. Either way, find things that work for you. Mine is to change up things constantly and don't beat yourself up for taking breaks and doing things for you and doing things that you quote unquote shouldn't like watching TikTok or whatever. Just allow yourself to take a break and then move on. And I agree with literally all of that. I mean, honestly, do what works for you. Clearly, some of these tips I said, we would be like, Morgan, you're on crack. I can't do that. Well, I'm just telling you this works for me. And I definitely think it has been a huge help to actually getting things done and being more productive working from home. Um, but ultimately working from home can be great, but it can also be very isolating and very lonely. Um, I know I listen to my roommate sometimes talk about funny interactions with her coworkers and I'm like, wow, I don't get to do that during the day. I don't have coworkers, but then she's working from home today and then I get to have interactions with her and I'm like, okay, you're basically my coworker. (laughs) Um, but like we both went and worked at a coffee shop together today and it's just like when somebody else is there, you just feel so much more inclined to get shit done because you're like, this is just embarrassing if I don't. Like they're just going to think that I am lazy. So having somebody else around, I think is a major help. Um, and yeah, there's probably so many other things that you can do to help, but this is just what I've slowly implemented over the last year or two that have really made the biggest difference. Um, all in all, working from home is a blessing and it is also a curse. Um, but there are things that you can do to make it feel like more of a blessing. Um, your job should work for you. You should not work for your job. And I don't know if that makes sense, but I thought it earlier and I wrote it down. <laughs> But my point is you make your job work for you. Like you, 
do the things, be productive when you can, and then you can go live your life outside of that. Um, but otherwise, that's all I have for you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Um, the giveaway is closed. We got our winner, so that's not going on anymore. But either way, you should still go leave a five-star rating and review because, you know, that just helps me a lot. And I love you guys. Seriously, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If um, there's any other tips that you have that you want me to share, go ahead and DM me and I'll share them on my Instagram story. And yeah, just I love talking about this kind of stuff. So if you ever want to DM me and talk about any of it, anything you've done that you want to share with me that I should try, I am so open to that too because I'm still figuring it out. I just have found things that help so far. Um, but otherwise, yeah. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and subscribe and follow the podcast and turn on the post notifications and then head over to the Instagram and follow along at That's All Pod. I'll be posting all the updates over there. Plus, if you love this and want to hear more episodes, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us so much. I love you all so much already, and I cannot wait to chat with you next week. That's all. Bye. Bye.